Maybe that's the intro. Hey guys, welcome to Rage Talk, my weekly show where I talk about anything and everything, and today has a lot of it. We're talking documentaries, we're talking mountain climbing, we're talking the year anniversary of being with my boo thing, we're talking about Jeffrey, he's on drugs, it's fine, I'll explain later. We're talking about some of my favorite books. It's a whole show, you guys. Get ready. Hey guys, welcome to my home and another episode of Rach Talk. I'm gonna start us off with a bit of a, it's not a warning, it's a sort of an awareness. It is very windy today in Texas Hill Country and I have wind chimes, I love wind chimes, so you may hear the ethereal sound of wind chimes gently swaying in the breeze and Jack, who's running sound, doesn't like the wind chimes, but he also doesn't like joy or puppies or children. So he's just gonna have to deal with it. But in case you're wondering what that was, it's not angels, it's the chimes. So Jeffrey Hollis is here today. Oh crap, he heard his name. I should have spoken code. It's like talking about Shmalexa when you, you know, cause she, right now, she, yeah, she woke up. I was trying to cover it and I didn't cover it very well. So. He's here, but he had to have doggy surgery last week. Uh, he had doggy dental surgery, which, in case you're curious, costs as much as a used Miata. But he's our dog and we love him. We gotta make sure he's okay. So he had, um, Jack, you're probably like, don't even talk to me about how much medical bills for dogs cost. I mean, Jack has a beloved, beloved dog. We all love him. He's getting on in years, and the work you guys have put into the, you you and Sarah are my definition of people who like their dog is their child. Like it is your child, and so you're like, oh, is it a million dollars and my own spleen to keep my dog okay? You'll sure. do it. So this guy had dental surgery, and he has pills that he has to take, and they make him so loopy and so high, and there's a part of me that wants to try one. Like, I just want to see, you know, just to like, just to know. No, start spreading a rumor that I do, you know, canine drugs or whatever. But anyway, he's here. He's either going to be sleeping or like standing awkwardly staring at nothing. Uh, but just know that's, that's what's happening with the big guy today. All right, let's get on to important topics like, I already forgot what my list was. Oh, you may or may not know that I am a huge fan of documentary film. Someday I'm gonna make one, Jack and I have an idea, we're gonna work on it. But I am a huge fan of documentary film. It's my favorite genre, because I just feel like it's entertaining and you're learning what's not to love. Let's start with a movie that is happening on Netflix right now called 14 Peaks. Okay, Jack, you've seen 14 Peaks, obviously. Nicole, have you taken it in? Well, get your hearts ready. Giving up is not in the blood, sir. It's not in the blood. I guess my first foray into climbing, slash my only foray into climbing, is a documentary called Free Solo. Free Solo came out several years ago. Jack will know he's a climber. This guy named Alex Honnold, that just came, where did that come from? I don't even know. So this guy 
decides to climb the side of a place called El Cap in Yosemite, which is this huge rock surface that people have climbed, but he's trying to do something called free solo, which I did not know before I watched the movie means no ropes, no ropes. You're not hearing me, no ropes. Meaning what is holding him to the side of a freaking mountain are his phalanges and his toes, okay? His little, and, and not even like a, not like a this grip, okay? There's times where he's holding on to the side of a mountain like with fingertips. It is so stressful. But what actually was very inspiring to me is that he practices over and over and over with ropes so that he knows exactly how to climb to get to the day where he can do it without rope. It there is a line in that movie I will never forget as long as I live that he, when he's, cause there's, he's like trying to figure out like why he is the way that he is. And he says, I remember being a little kid and my mom's favorite quote was, good enough isn't. And now he's this like crazy, thrill-seeking, climbing mountains, whatever. And I was like, that is the most stressful thing I have ever heard in my life. Like parenting, I mean, okay, on the one hand, her thing did make Alex Honnold this like incredible climber, but on the other hand, I felt so sad for little Alex and I wish I could go back in time and give him a hug and be like, good enough is. Good enough is good enough. Some days good enough is good enough. And other days we try a little bit harder, but like, ugh. Anyway, watch it, it's amazing, okay? So I had watched that movie and Netflix and the algorithm was like, oh, she likes climbing documentaries. Let's show her other things. So I keep getting this advertisement for something called 14 Peaks. Whatever, I don't know what I'm gonna do on a random Saturday night. So I'm like, let's watch this. So this is a guy who decides to climb the 14 Okay, the, the 14 tallest peaks, tallest mountains in the world, which had been done in like the 70s, maybe? Some guy had done it, but it took him seven years. This guy says, not only am I, am I going to climb these 14 peaks, but I'm going to climb it in seven months. Amazing, you should watch it, it's so inspiring. It's a really good reminder. Um, it reminded me of, Jack, please later edit this so that there's not space and I sound intelligent. Will you look up who first ran the mile in under a minute? And as soon as you say his name, I'm gonna be annoyed because I'm gonna know it. Hey guys, Rach here. Uh, quick disclaimer. In this Rage Talk episode, I tried to tell the story of Roger Bannister running the mile in under four minutes. It's a really famous story, uh, but I was so excited when I was telling it that I was confused and I kept saying one minute that he ran the mile in under one minute, which I'm pretty sure is actually physically impossible. And I'm only breaking into your audio listening to tell you this because if you watch Rage Talk on YouTube, you would have seen that we wrote the actual time that he used in the video. But since you can't see it, I just wanna make sure that you know, even though I'm about to say one minute over and over and over, just know that I found out afterwards that I was very confused about what I was saying, but the story is still very relevant.
Now, I'll let you go back to the audio version of Rage Talk. Enjoy. Okay, so here's the story. I promise, I'm gonna wrap all this up in a beautiful little package for you guys. In 1954, in 1953, a man named Roger Bannister ran the mile in under a minute. Here's why that matters. Until 1953, in the history of the world, we never had recorded evidence that a human being could run the mile in under a minute. People thought it wasn't possible. So Roger Bannister works on it, figures it out, runs the mile in under a minute. So from the beginning of time to 1953, no recorded documentation of anybody doing this. Within six months of Roger Bannister running the mile in under a minute, it was something like, what does it have that information? 50 people, 60 people, 1,000 people, a million. I don't remember the number, but basically all these other people did it. Nobody believes something's possible until somebody proves that it's possible. Like Alex Honnell free soloing El Cap or this guy seeing the other man climb 14 peaks and going, hey, maybe I could do it and maybe I could do it in less time. All of that to say, I love watching documentaries like this because it's so inspiring to see what humans are capable of. And it doesn't mean that you're gonna run out and decide to climb a bunch of mountains, but it may just inspire you to do something that you don't currently believe that you can do. Watch these documentaries, I know you're gonna love them, but here's something I learned watching 14 Peaks. The inspiration, the beauty, the shots, the mountains, whatever. Did you know that if you're climbing Everest, if at any point y'all are climbing up the side of a snowy mountain and you can't keep going, they leave you to die. When you are in the mountains, if you give up, you die. They're in the movie, they're telling about like coming upon bodies or like finding people that have been left behind. And I like freaked out. And my boyfriend was like, oh no, it's a thing. Like you made the decision to climb a mountain. It's like an agreement with everybody and with the mountain is that like if we, cause if they try and help you off the mountain, you will, they'll die too. In fact, there's a terrible movie that Boo Thing made me watch called I think Everest. Have you seen that movie? Spoiler alert, everyone dies. Ev ev everybody, everybody in the movie, the heroes of the movie, the people you're like, they're not gonna die, De dead, dying, just dying left and right. What, what, what are you all doing? I think there's two types of people in this life. There's the people who are like, I got this, I'm climbing to the top of the mountain, I'm taking a picture and putting it on Instagram, all the likes, right, I'm gonna do it. And then there's the people that like, oh, if I climb Everest, I'm gonna die. Guess which one I am? Dead. Oh, okay, guys, guys, guys. I feel like I wanna cut my hair. All right, now, I know not every woman does this, but I definitely am the kind of person where I need a change and I get sort of, this would be a really funny moment, Jack, perhaps to just show like some of the atrocities of my hair over the years, cause you know it's intense. But a couple of years back, I cut like to here. And the other day, you know how your phone like serves up photos? Like, oh, remember this moment in your life? 
so it served up this photo of me with short hair, which I'll send you, Jack, so you could reference it here. And I was like, that has really cute hair. So I'm thinking of getting a little chop. Here's the thing, though, and this doesn't matter, but it sort of does, like a baby tiny bit. And I'm just going to say it and like whatever. My boyfriend really likes my hair. Um, like loves, loves, loves my hair. In fact, okay, so it was just our, we just, a year ago this week, one year ago this week, we met for the first time. <sighs> and um, he's not here right now. He's in Europe uh, for a couple of weeks. So he wasn't here. And your girl, Rach, loves an anniversary. And, Am I the only one? I celebrate everything. I celebrate the sun. Do you do this too? Okay, what is up? And I don't want to make sweeping generalizations about gender, but what is up with you boys? I was like, oh my God, baby, a year ago today, I sent you our first text message. And he was like, cool, but like did not care. And unbeknownst to him, I had arranged for a very elaborate, the, elab the elaborate nature of what I did, you guys. So I worked with his best friend in Europe, and I was like, okay, he's gonna be there on the day. <laughs> Such a loser. I'm saying it and I'm realizing what a loser I am, but I'm like, okay, he's gonna be there on the day that I first sent him a text message. It's been exactly a year. Could you grab a bottle of champagne? Cause he and I love champagne. It's like a celebratory thing. I'm like, can you grab a bottle of champagne? And then I'm gonna write a toast that I want you to read when y'all are having the champagne. And she's like, yes, I got you. I will, we'll do this thing. I just wanted a nice bottle of champagne. Um, and I told you in last week's episode, if you recall, please show a flashback, or two weeks ago, whenever this was, Jack, that the English people, the British people, the, the European, they're just, what I say, they're a little bit more official than we are. So I say to his friend, I'm like, can you grab a nice bottle of champagne? I have an idea in my head of what that is. So she's like, oh, I got it. Here's his champagne. I shit you not, bleep out that cuss word, Jack. I shit you not. She's like, this bottle of champagne is stored at the bottom of the ocean, okay? Stored at the bottom of the ocean. The bottle's covered in barnacles. It's been there for like 30 years. It's blah, 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 and blue. And I'm like, that sounds great. That's a good option for us. And then later, she, I said, I'm like, oh my gosh, thank you so much for doing this. Um, send me a, like a Venmo invoice or whatever so I can pay you back. And I got one. <clears throat> and, you know, again, Jeffrey could have had dental surgery. That's the level I'm bringing it at, okay? Why did I even start this conversation? What was I talking? Oh, thank you. <laughs> okay, he likes my hair. On Valentine's Day, because he wasn't here for Valentine's Day, I did wake up and he had written me a poem. He's like a beautiful poet. He had written me a poem and he was like in Switzerland at the top of a mountain where he had climbed. <laughs> oh, all this climbing's coming together. Um, and he's like, baby, I, it's a voice note. He's like, baby, I'm at the top of this mountain. It's Valentine's Day, it's this day of love. And I wrote a poem for you, which if it would not destroy him with embarrassment, I would play the audio for you guys, but I won't because he would be just devastated. But in it, there was several lines about my hair. So I was like, oh no, he's definitely gonna not want me to cut my hair. So I think I'm just gonna do it and not tell him, be like, 
can we talk about vintage? Can we talk about like flea markets? Can we talk about that? Of course we can, no one's gonna stop. One of the things that consumes the most water in the world is the fashion industry. So it's massively um, impactful on the environment to make clothes. And obviously if they keep make if we keep buying clothes and they keep make they'll keep making them and it's just a cycle that never ends and even though i'm just like one little person i thought you know i love vintage i love a thrift store i grew up shopping at the goodwill i think you find the greatest things i have no weirdness about that i'm going to make a choice for myself that i'm not going to do this anymore so my boyfriend and i did it together we committed to not buying anything that's new with the exception of a couple things one chonies okay I'm not wearing someone else's underwear. I just, I can't. I'm not. Um, workout clothes. Do you wear chonies with your workout clothes? Me either. I think most girls don't do that. Jack, do you wear chonies with your? No, You're just free. Just mm -hmm. being free. Okay, right. And if your junk's rubbed inside that, I don't want my junk rubbing inside that. You know what I mean? Okay. Two things that I have purchased since I started this are this shirt and these pants, which are just little slack moment. Sorry that my knee popped like an old woman. Don't worry about it. This I got at a flea market. Oh, I'm having like crazy deja vu right now. Whoa. Like I feel like I dreamed this moment like 10 years ago. If you're gonna dream a moment 10 years in the future, you'd think it would be something really cool like meeting Oprah. But no, it's just hanging out with Jack in my house talking about my shirt. Anyway, this I got at a flea market here in Austin, and this I got at a thrift store that's so cool in Brooklyn. I wanna remember the name because I just loved it. Hold it, hold it. It's called Something Street something. You stay at the one hotel and then you just like walk down the street. Fleet Street, Front, front Street. Is it Front General Store? Yes, Front Street General Store. If you're in Brooklyn or around Brooklyn, this is not an ad, it is the coolest store. Every little thing is just curated so beautifully, so I recommend that one. And um, Nicole did ask my favorite vintage place here in Austin, Texas, and here's your answer. Best prices, best quality place in Austin, Texas is a thrift store called Avengers. Now I know that that is a weird name for a thrift store. It has nothing to do with Marvel, but it is so great. It is so well done. And a lot of times when someone has that much good stuff, it's insanely expensive and I feel like their pricing is fantastic. It's off of Burnett Road in Austin. Not like downtown, it's like a bit north of downtown. Just down from the girl who gives me bikini waxes. So sometimes I get a little rip rip and then I go and do a little shop shop. <laughs> oh man. Oh, bikini waxes really hurt. Have you ever had one, Jack? <laughs> oh, it's exactly like that scene from 40-Year-Old Virgin. Como se llama? No, Kelly Clarkson! <laughs> okay, now let's talk about what I'm learning. Okay, the thing that I am obsessed with, that I have been learning about for the last year, is manifesting and the law of attraction. The idea that we attract into our life 
the energy or the vibration that we put out. And I did a two-part podcast about this that was so popular with listeners, so I just wanna make sure you know. You can start with episode 227, and I talk you through the whole process about how to think, about how mindset works, about some challenges that you can do to see how this actually works. It's one of the most popular series I've done on podcasts in a while. And if you wanna experience that podcast yourself, you're in luck. Stick around because I've got a bonus segment coming up for you next. You can give it a listen, and if it feels like it's something that you need to take a deeper dive on, you can head on back to the original episode and consume the whole thing. When I posted those episodes, so many of you wrote in, sent me DMs, sent in questions to our customer service and said, Rach, I want to learn more about this. What book should I read? So I wanted to tell you guys the two books that I think are really great when you're starting this process. So the first one is the thing I recommend to everybody when you're just beginning to try and figure out what it looks like to manifest things in your life, and that is Super Attractor by Gabby Bernstein. This one is a really great way to look at your entire life through the lens of what you attract. Now, if you read Super Attractor and you love it and you're like, what's next? I wanna go to the next level. This one's a little bit more intense, so just be prepare your heart for that. The Law of Attraction, this one is by Esther and Jerry Hicks. And the reason I say this is a little bit more intense is that Esther Hicks is someone who is interpreting messages from an ancient spirit, uh, sort of, um, it's very hard to explain, but if you read the book, it will make a lot of sense. It sounds very woo-woo, but it's so good. Everyone I know who's interested in manifesting or law of attraction is obsessed with this book. So check out these two if you want to learn more or go listen to the entire two-part episode in podcast. If you haven't heard of it before, a few years ago, I made a journal. It's called the Start Today Journal, and it's based on a practice that I've done for a decade. I would open up a spiral-bound notebook or my daily journal, and I would write down things that I'm grateful for and goals that I wanted to make happen. And I wrote those goals as if they had already come true. And I did this for years, and it was so helpful in keeping me focused and creating traction and moving forward. And I did it forever, and I would show it on social media, and people kept going, what are you doing? What is that? explain it to us. And I kept saying, gosh, you could do this. Just do it in your journal. It's not a big deal. People kept saying like, oh, this should be a thing. This should be a thing. And finally we made it a thing. So a few years ago, we launched Start Today Journal and it has been so incredible. But what is my favorite part when I am so overwhelmed and humbled and proud of are the stories that come out of the process. So women and a few men all over the world work on goals using this journal, gratitude and goal setting every single day. And we hear their stories. When they achieve a goal that they've been working on inside of Start Today, we call it an STJ dream catcher. And I want to start sharing those stories with you because they're so inspiring. I think we get confused into believing that goals are something that only happens for other people, right? Or they had resources or they had a connection or they had help and really every single day, People all over this world, mamas just like you, students just like you, husbands just like you, kids just like you are achieving incredible things. They're inspiring themselves and their families and they're doing it 
with this. So this week's STJ Dreamcatcher is a really cool story. I want you guys to check it out. Big goals that I have accomplished with my Start Today journal would be being a better student. I am a wife, I'm a mother of twin toddlers. I'm a full-time nursing student as well as a healthcare worker in the field. So during these trying times, I have found that I am a better student and better with my time and not giving up on myself. This journal has changed my life by not letting me doubt myself in what I'm capable to do. So it's awesome. What I dig about her story is that it's real life, right? She's in school, she's a mama of twins, and she's finding gratitude in those little moments. That's what this work is all about. That's what a gratitude practice is about. It's about how can I pay attention to the little moments in my day, like this dog that is wanting me to play with him when I'm trying to work. How can I take a moment to appreciate this and realize that every single day I'm immensely blessed? And from that spirit, from that place of abundance, what is possible? What do I believe my potential is if I'm coming from a place of gratitude instead of a place of lack? So if you wanna find out more about Start Today Journal, there's a link in the show notes. Also, you can go listen to episode 72 of the podcast and do this process for free. I say this over and over and over and I have for years. You do not have to buy this thing. You can grab any piece of paper you have, go listen to episode 72 of the pod, and I will explain exactly how to do it every single day. Guys, keep the Dreamcatcher stories coming. We're gonna do a fabulous gift pack every single week of product, of fun stuff that we have at the office, of different things that we're loving to people who send in their stories. So you can use the hashtag STJDreamcatcher, Jack's gonna put it here, and you'll have a chance to be considered for fabulous gift pack. And you'll inspire other people, which is awesome. All right, guys, I am so glad that you came to hang out with me today. I'm glad that my caffeine levels were exactly where you needed them to be, Jack, and we just brought the energy, we brought the noise, we brought the funk. Jeffrey, staring off into the distance, just enjoying those drugs. I will be back next week for another episode. In the meantime, if you are digging podcasts, please, please, please do me a favor and subscribe to the show. If you like a podcast, one of the best things you can do for its host is subscribe. All right, guys, I hope you have a fantastic week. I hope this made your heart happy. I hope maybe you learned something. And until next time, remember, I love you and I'm rooting for you. And now, please enjoy a piece from The Beginner's Guide to Manifesting. This is episode 227 of the podcast if you want to go listen to the full experience. You are always manifesting. In this podcast, The Beginner's Guide to Manifesting, the first thing that you need to understand right now, you are always manifesting. You can't actually control whether or not you are manifesting. The question is, are you manifesting with intention? Are you creating the life of your dreams or are you creating a life that you don't want, but you're not aware that you're the one who is putting that, who is creating that, who is calling that to you? You are always manifesting. The question is whether or not are you doing it consciously? So that's what we're going to talk about today. And as always, got my handy dandy 
journal and I've written 10,000 notes, which I probably won't even get to because there's too many, but I'm going to do my very best to tell you everything that I could think of on the most simple levels of just where do you start? Where do you start? So let's, let me better explain the idea of the law of attraction or manifesting. The law of attraction says that you can attract anything that you want to your life. And I know that this sounds cheesy, but I'm going to keep telling people this. If you want like the most basic overview set to some pretty ridiculous B-roll and some sometimes, not all the time, but sometimes sketchy speakers, the old school classic, The Secret, is a great place to start. I'm pretty sure you can watch it on YouTube or Netflix. And uh, that's when I first heard about this years ago was Oprah had, oh, is it Rhonda Byrne, I think, is the author of The Secret. She had her on the show. It was the first time I ever heard about this. And I watched it again last year. And it is, there's parts like a little bit cheesy, but it's a really good explanation of the idea. And I even watched it again later with my kids just because I wanted my older boys, because I wanted to be able to talk to them about the idea. And they definitely watched it like, oh my Lord, mom, what is happening right now? But I felt like it was a good conversation starter. So that's a really great place to start. The law of attraction says that you can attract anything that you want to your life. And growing up, I do not know why I believe that was true. I had nothing in my life that would have indicated to me that that was possible. But as long as I can remember, I mean, if you go back and read my old books, I talk about this. I've said this since I started my podcast. I've said this on stages around the world. I have just always believed that I could achieve anything if I could stay focused and I would work hard enough. I just, it's its absolute certainty in my mind. And now I look back through the lens of manifesting and I'm like, oh, that's what I've been doing. But I didn't have the language for that. I just thought, stay focused on where you're going and work hard. So in the law of attraction and the secret, you can attract what you want. The only thing I don't love about that idea, and and this sort of comes across in the movie, is sort of this like, I want a million dollars and the universe is going to send it to me. And I just don't believe it's true. And there are thousands of videos on YouTube right now with millions of views that are like manifest $30,000 by tomorrow, whatever. I think there's a key step that's missing in this that people don't understand. And it's why they get thrown off or it's why people think that this is all BS or it's like charlatans or whatever. Because even in that movie, they're like telling you to like put a Ferrari on your bulletin board and just sort of wait for the universe to deliver it to you. And that's not the whole picture, at least according to me. So rather than talking about the law of attraction, I like 
the idea of manifesting. One of my favorite quotes on this subject is from Wayne Dyer. He says, the law of attraction says that you can attract what you want. Manifesting, the law of manifesting says you will attract what you are. And that is where I think this gets really interesting and where this concept has the ability to change your entire life. And I don't just mean that in terms of what you can create or attract, but I also mean that in terms of the type of person you can become. The Rachel Hollis Podcast is produced by me, Rachel Hollis. It's edited by Andrew Weller and Jack Noble.